This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com
Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, or so many more. We're here on a daily, and we're free of charge anywhere you find your fine podcasts. We cover everything from the backstage news to what the dirt sheet writers are saying and what the interviews that are be given by your favorite wrestlers. With all that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Starting over on e-wrestling news, Tony Khan is making news at this hour. Andrew Ravens is writing in, Tony Khan reacts to bad faith fans criticizing how he builds the AEW shows. Now, during an appearance on today's episode of Busted Open Radio, AEW president Tony Khan commented on the criticism from fans recently about how he's been building the shows inside of AEW. He would go on to respond with the following, I see some of this stuff people are saying, and I always want to take everything in good faith from the fans, but I do see a lot of people, you know what, adjacent to WWE in bad faith when it comes to the way I build my company. Well, there's a lot of building around a lot of matches. It also has to go back and forth with old wrestling shows from the 80s and 90s, and sometimes when you look at shows like that, you can see how they You'll see wrestlers wanting to wrestle for a spot and wrestling for the win, and you know what? They still want the winner's purse of the money. Now, Khan is also referring to some matches featured on tonight's Dynamite, such as Wardlow issuing an open challenge for his TNT Championship that was accepted by Brian Cage, as well as Darby Allin taking on Jay Lethal. Now, Khan would later respond and say, there's a trope of wrestling out there, and you know what? That's a good thing. You can call it a cold match if you want, but sometimes you have to start things with some type of an issue. Not every match has a huge buildup to it. Not everything is going to have weeks or months to build onto it. Sometimes you just don't need all of that stuff. Now, Khan also said that he has his eye on the prize as far as Dave Meltzer's Booker of the Year. This is what he said. I'm going to make a full court press to get Booker of the Year from Meltzer, and I want to let a lot of people right now know that I'm going for it. There's been a lot of build-up from a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, and people have been telling me, well, they're really completely full of it, because we do a lot of building. Some people just aren't going to be happy, and sometimes I've noticed some people just aren't paying attention. If you'd like to find out more about what Tony Khan had to say about some Fairweather fans and whether or not Tony's doing a good job booking, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Tony Khan's also making news as he describes his relationship with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. While speaking to Variety, AEW President Tony Khan discussed his relationship with MJF, who returned after being gone on a hiatus before making his all-out appearance and being revealed as the Joker in the Casino Ladder match. Now, Khan does praise MJF for having a lot to do with the success of the star and needing him to be a top star in the company. Khan would go on to say, It was very professional, Khan said, of his relationship with MJF. It's been a part of AEW from day one, and he's one of the most popular stars we have on TV. Whether you love MJF or you hate MJF, I think he's one of the wrestlers who's always connected with the audience in recent years, and he's made himself into a star. He's always had the company behind him to build and support him, and I think that he is the total package of everything it takes to become successful as a professional wrestler. I think he has it all. He's really important when it comes to everything we're doing here in AEW. Now, MJF will wrestle Wheeler Yuta tonight in the opening match of AEW's Dynamite, which will be airing on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings for time and availability inside your area. With more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens as more about the Tony Khan-MJF relationship will be forthcoming. Bandito is making headlines at Sour. Andrew Ravens is writing, Bandito finally agrees to terms with a full contract in AEW. Now, according to a report from Fightful Select,
fact, Bandito has agreed to terms with All Elite Wrestling. Bandito had a strong performance against Ring of Honor World Champion Chris Jericho last week on AEW's Dynamite in his debut. AEW immediately offered Bandito a full-time contract. Now, WWE also had interest in signing him as well. However, Fightful Select reported today that Bandito agreed with AEW. Now, according to people close to him, that he was excited about going to AEW, and now he has his official contract. People in AEW spoke highly of Bandito's demeanor and his backstage attitude regarding his first appearance with inside the promotion. For more information on Bandito and his signing with All Elite Wrestling, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be coming. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour about Andrade El Idolo. Now, Tony Khan on Andrade leaving AEW in a quote says, people actually might not mind it. Now, Tony Khan has claimed that fans might not be opposed to Andrade leaving AEW amid rumors of his departure on social media. Now, in recent weeks, El Idolo has teased wanting out of AEW using the hashtag FreeElIdolo on social media. Andrade also recently had a back and forth with Sammy Guevara on social media, in which Andrade basically told him to shut his mouth. Now, speaking on my mom's basement podcast, Tony Khan spoke about El Idolo possibly leaving and talked about the reports that Andrade wanting to come out. Now, are they legitimate or not? Now, Tony Khan would go on to say, if Andrade loses this match, he would leave AEW forever. And frankly, you know, the way things have gone with Andrade and the way things have been carrying on, I think a lot of people might not mind it at all, but it'll be an interesting situation to follow, see what happens tonight in the career versus mask match. Once again, Andrade will face Preston Vance, known as number 10 in the Dark Order, in a career versus mask match on Friday's episode of Rampage. With more information, on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information on this will be forthcoming. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour. Here is the complete lineup for tonight's AEW Dynamite episode, which will be airing on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia will take on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. TNT champion Wardlow takes on challenger Brian Cage. MJF takes on Wheeler Yuta. Now, Hangman Adam Page will take on Roosh. Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale will take on on Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford. Darby Allen takes on Jay Lethal, and Luchasaurus is also in action. And don't forget, they're going to have a big celebration with the acclaimed, as today is National Scissoring Day when it comes to the acclaim. With more information on all this, continue to follow e-wrestling news and follow AEW on all forms of social media. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour, AEW news and notes about the acclaimed, and we're going to talk a little bit about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, All Elite Wrestling will be holding its dynamite tonight in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, pre-sales for the November 30th event will take place on Thursday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Now, the code for this for next month is going to be 2XJCRT. Once again, next month, they will be in Indianapolis, Indiana, and tickets will go on sale this time Thursday, tomorrow at 10 p.m. or 10 a.m., I'm sorry, via Ticketmaster. Now, also, ShopAEW.com is selling a new acclaimed shirt that says, Scissor Me Daddy shirt. You can find that if you cruise on over to shopaew.com. With more information, continue following Ticketmaster and continue following All Elite Wrestling as more information will definitely be forthcoming. Sammy Guevara is making news at this hour. Sammy Guevara says, man, there's too much drama in wrestling right now and it's honestly very, very tiring. Now, Sammy Guevara is back with his new vlog. Now, this time he's discussing his frustrations with all the drama that's happening in wrestling today. In his vlog, Guevara discusses the impact of 
all the drama that's taken place in the industry and so much more. Now, on the full cycle of his career expectations, Guevara said, Someone found one of the old vlogs that I did, and there was also in there a photo of me and Brian Danielson, both holding up world titles at the WrestleMania he won then. How crazy is it right now to look at just five years ago and now here's where we are together. I'm about to beat his ass on Dynamite. Such a fun trip. You know what? I think this is something I definitely needed. For more information, continue following eWrestling News, and more information on all of this will be forthcoming. Lana, also known as CJ Perry in real life, says she's forever grateful to Vince McMahon and Triple H during her time in WWE. CJ Perry may be gone from WWE, but she is forever grateful for the opportunities that the company gave her. Once again, Lana, also known as CJ Perry won the WWE Women's main roster between 2014 and 2021 before she was released last June. Now, speaking to last words on sports, Perry addressed her run in WWE and said, you know, she was very pleased that she was able to play heel in the company. This is what she said. I truly enjoyed the Russia part of my character and the storyline in fighting against John Cena at WrestleMania with our tank and our wrestling soldiers. It was so much fun. But so much fun, a year-long story that had been built. I'm forever grateful to Triple H and Vince McMahon for giving me the iconic opportunity to play a Russian villain on TV. Now, speaking of her favorite storyline, she would also go on to say the controversial love drama between herself and real-life husband Miro and Bobby Lashley, and also her one with Liv Morgan definitely stands out. She would go on to say, Most people in their life fall in love a couple of times and go through heartache and heartbreak, and eventually they find room in their hearts to love again. Perry has been scheduled for the WES UK event, where she is set to compete against fellow WWE alum, Lena Fan, also known as Nia Jax. Unfortunately, due to certain events, the event has been canceled. For more information, continue following AE Wrestling News, and more information on her will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to our friends over on Wrestling Inc. So many news. Lince Dorado responds to Bailey dissing Izzy. Now, many people know that Bailey is now turning heel in WWE, but Lince Dorado has some things to say. And there's some other news. First of all, we'll start with Sami Zayn in the Bloodline, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia, Sami Guevara and Andrade are all on Twitter right now, and they're captivating people with their storylines of what's happening in life in and outside of the ring. Now, outside of the ring, there's been so much beef going on, all this simmering in back burner stuff. Lince Dorado versus Cody Salagai, the father of the wrestling personality of superfan Izzy but now that appears to be on the back burner as of right now. After a Twitter exchange yesterday between Bailey and Izzy, who first grew to fame as a child due to her intense fandom of Bailey during the Grand Slam champion's rise in prominence in NXT, Dorado took to Twitter himself early on Wednesday morning to respond to Bailey's tweet with a simple request, send her dad's location. The way Dorado tells the story, the issues between him and the promoter started after Dorado was critical of them by allowing Izzy to take part in a wrestling move in the ring, and it boiled over for many years when he mocked Dorado after being released from WWE last fall. Dorado would then go after him again on Twitter, ultimately leading to a later issuing an apology. The issue has largely been quiet ever since then. For more information on this, follow Wrestling Inc., and more information on this developing story will be forthcoming. 
John Allard is writing in at this hour that Kane is making news. WWE is announcing a special honor for Kane coming up. Now, Kane, also known as the Big Red Machine, has been a part of WWE for nearly 25 years. He first debuted in Bad Blood in 1997. Vince McMahon said these iconic words on commentary. That's gotta be Kane. He was led to the ring by Paul Bear at the time. Now, the Big Red Machine made an immediate impact by ripping off the door at Hell in a Cell and giving Brother Undertaker a devastating tombstone pile driver. Now, over the last quarter century, Kane would embark on a path of destruction unlike anything seen in WWE before. From Pete Rose to Linda McMahon, there was no one that was immune from the power that Kane wielded. Now, whether he was masked or he was unmasked, Kane was one of the most fearsome and decorated competitors in WWE history. He achieved such great accolades as the all-time record holder for the most Royal Rumble match eliminations, as well as becoming the eighth Triple Crown winner and the third Grand Slam champion in WWE history. Kane is now on course, and he's semi-retired, and he's the man behind the character. His name is Glenn Jacobs. He serves as the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. A member of the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame class, Kane has reached his silver anniversary and will be celebrating this milestone in the coming weeks with hashtag Kane25 on social media. Special Kane theme editions of WWE Top 10 and WWE Playlist are scheduled to be throwbacks to Kane. Also on WWE Peacock, there's an added Kane, 25 years of hellfire and brimstone that will be playing as well. For more information on this special momentous occasion for Kane, continue following Wrestling Inc. and the WWE on all forms of social media. Phil Hall is writing in today for Wrestling Inc. Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't on board with some of the names that they initially suggested for him. Now, known as Stunning Steve Austin during his time in WCW in the early 90s, the man who would later become the Texas Rattlesnake rise to power, but there was a few nicknames when he first came to the WWF in 1995 that, well, really didn't quite pan out. When talking to Hot Ones, Austin recalled how the WWF misunderstood his idea about how he wanted to be portrayed in the company and how his character would be cold-blooded. Now, an appearance on the YouTube series First We Feast, the iconic wrestler said the inspiration came from watching an HBO special on the serial killer Richard Klasinski, who was also known as the Iceman. Stone Cold would go on to say by this, Now, I'm not endorsing anything that he did, but you know what? He was just a ruthless individual, Austin says. I said, okay, there are some traits that would be good for a villain as far as wrestling's concerned. So I pitched the idea to the office, and the Iceman had already been done on another level. It was in Dallas for Iceman King Parsons, so we decided we weren't going to go down that road. Later on, it was inspired by a cup of tea. Austin noted that the WWE took Iceman moniker off of the options, and it was literally too chilly when it came to something like that. They thought of something that might be more along the lines of being dead, something the Undertaker would be. And you know what? Then they presented him with Frost and Chili and Mick Freeze and Otto Von Ruthless. Now, none of those names end up sticking with Stone Cold. Based on my concept I gave them, they pitched me more temperature-based names. And he said, it wasn't about being temperature-based. It was about being cold-blooded, like remorseless, ruthless. And I was like, you guys got to be kidding me with all these names you're giving me. Austin said he was under the impression that the WWE creative were going to be able to turn anyone into a superstar, but the names were absolutely ridiculous that they were throwing out, and he couldn't believe that they were going to mess with him at this point. 
So here comes the Stone Cold moniker. Austin didn't provide the credit for his creation to his first Feast interview, but in a documentary, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Bottom Line, the most popular superstar of all time, he revealed it was an accidental inspiration for WWE's new name. Austin's British-born wife at the time, Janine, came up with him with a cup of tea, and she was being little upset but also silly when she warned her husband you better go drink that tea before it goes stone cold for more information on everything that is steve austin you can go ahead and follow him on his podcast and follow wwe on all forms of social media and find out more about what eventually became of the stone cold rattlesnake nyla rose is making news at this hour sean newman is writing in nyla rose is talking about what tony khan's measuring stick is for the aew roster when it comes to success now nyla rose believes that she and other lbgtq members of the aew roster are making a big difference each time they appear on television no matter the outcome of the match now in 2019 rose became the first openly transgender wrestler to sign an American wrestling company when she joined AEW and made history as the first transgender wrestler to win a major title when she captured the AEW Women's Championship following that year. Now, Rose spoke about her groundbreaking time with the company during a recent appearance on Team 890 AM in Washington, D.C. She would go on to say, People like myself, Sonny Kiss, Anthony Bowens, and a few others are changing the perceptions and making the world a better place for a lot of people. Now, Bones currently is one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions. He is openly gay, and Kiss, a six-time champion on the independent circuit, identifies as trans-feminine. Now, Nyla Rose would also go on to say her title run was very surreal, and she still has a hard time believing that it ever happened. She would go on to say, I never thought that I would want to make it to the top, but I did, she said. And I thought for me, just being able to do pro wrestling was going to be great for me, but being the champion was even more. But the former champion believes her career is a beacon for others, saying it just shows that everyone has a heart and there's an opportunity for everyone. Rose went on to credit AEW owner Tony Khan for focusing on wrestlers' talents and their potential. Now, is Tony Khan's product at the end of the day, she said, it's his wrestling company. So whatever he wants to do on TV, he's going to do it. If he wants to put me there, he's going to put me there. But then you know what? He trusts us. He doesn't see all the different sorts of things. He just sees us for who we are and their people and the details about us. And that's what we love working for him. He looks for our skills, our talents, and that's the measuring stick above and beyond anything else in AEW. If you'd like to find out more about what Nyla Rose had to say about the measuring stick that Tony Khan has for the locker room in AEW, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Nick Miller is writing in this hour. Freddie Prince Jr. made an offer to Bray Wyatt, and he also has some more updates for his fans on his wrestling promotion. Now, since late last year, film and television star Freddie Prince Jr. has been very open about his desire to start a pro wrestling company. Now, it appears those plans will continue to progress. Speaking on his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, the former WWE writer shared that he reached out to Bray Wyatt with an offer. He would go on to say, Everybody knows that I love Bray, and it was basically reported that I made an offer to him, Prince said, and sure, I will officially confirm that. I put it out there, and I think it was a really creative offer. Financially, I wouldn't be able to compete with WWE, 
but I could put other things on the table that could appeal to Bray. I don't think I'm going to get him, but as the weeks went on, we'll just have to go and see. In life, you just never know. Now, Freddie Prince also talked about how many plans and how much time goes into building a promotion. He said, a lot, but it's surely going to come together. He would go on to say also, and I quote, So I'm still moving forward. I have a finished draft and a final script. I have two producers that are both interested in wanting to partner up with me. Now, I don't have a TV deal in place. I have something that's very close right now. Now, the stars are reluctant to share much more information until they sign a deal. Now, his ideas still remain, once again, just an idea. I hate to be announcing a deal before ink is dry on paper because, really, it's nothing there. You have your script, but then you still have nothing. Your federation is nothing. It's just an idea. I have a script in place right now, and there's been some people who are incredibly receptive to it, and I want to find out who I can work with, but filling those roles is like getting on a roller coaster. I have a female in place and a lot of other people who I know and love, but right now, it still remains just a proposed promotion that I believe would be great. But you know what? I think Bray Wyatt is on his way back to WWE, and that's just the way it's going to be. For more information on Freddie Prince Jr. and what his initial plans were starting his promotion and what his goals are going forward, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Nick Miller. Jimmy Smith is making news at this hour. Jimmy Smith questions Daniel Cormier's WWE debut and what may happen if he stays associated with the company. Ross Berman's writing in, Daniel Cormier appeared on the last edition's WWE Raw on Monday and WWE announcer and former MMA fighter Jimmy Smith thinks the crowd response to the UFC Hall of Famer was a lot less to be desired. On the latest MMA on Sirius XM Radio, Smith said that Cormier started out on the wrong foot by introducing himself, and that was just all kinds of wrong. Now he would go on to say, and I quote, When he said, I'm Daniel Cormier, did you hear anything, Smith asked? If that would have been The Rock, the place would have went crazy. I'm The Rock. It would have had a huge pop, but when it was, I'm Daniel Cormier, it just turned out to be crickets. Now, Smith's co-host pointed out that Mike Tyson didn't need to introduce himself when he appeared in 1998 in the WWE. He just had so much electricity and a lot better reaction than Cormier. He also would go on to say, When they first popped on screen, I expected, I don't know, something that the crowd would just really react to him, Smith said. And then when he goes out there and he just says, I'm Daniel Cormier, and he looks around at the crowd, they really didn't react to him very much. You know, I'm in the MMA bubble, and the bubble of professional wrestling exists as well. Now, if there's a great indication that WWE fans understand things like that, at least that they're aware. But you know what? Sometimes, no matter what, you're not going to get a great reaction. I don't know if DC is actually ready for the WWE either. Now, Cormier is set to referee the upcoming fight pit match between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins at extreme rules. Now, for some time, WWE fans have been wondering what may happen if they bring other stars into the company. Now, WWE has sent feelers out to former UFC's participants that might be interested in crossing over into professional wrestling, but Smith says, plainly, I just don't see it. The schedule of WWE is a mother, Smith said. 
noting that the idea of Cormier is intriguing and that Cormier might be interested, but that people think that they can handle WWE until they do WWE and they realize that every Monday or Friday, depending on the promotion that you're working on, Raw or SmackDown, according to Smith, part-timers like John Cena can run at the top of WWE, but you know what? That's definitely the exception to the rule. WWE is a full-time commitment and time and resources, Smith said. I just don't know if DC is ready for something like that right now. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on this will be forthcoming. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour, WWE adds unique Cody Rhodes merchandise to its official shop. Now, Cody Rhodes was in AEW for the beginning, and he was known as his trademark, which was on his weightlifting belt. Now, it was on the side of his neck in the form of a tattoo. WWE is now selling the iconic tattoo. If you go on over to WWE.shop, you can go ahead and get the Cody Rhodes Nightmare weightlifting belt with it as well, and you can also get the Cody Rhodes temporary tattoos, once again, like the one that's on his neck, and they are being sold as of right now. If you'd like to find out more about the items that are being offered on WWE Shop, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. We have an update on the hiatus and the investigation into everything that happened at All Out regarding the Young Bucks and CM Punk. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour. It's now officially been a month and a day since AEW All Out whose in-ring events really took a backseat to everything that happened in the wild post-media scrum that led to a backstage incident between CM Punk, A. Steel, The Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Punk, Omega, and The Bucks are all stripped of their titles, and everyone is not in AEW right now. They've all been suspended indefinitely, and they are not expected to be seen on TV anytime soon. But now the question really turns to, what is going to happen, and will we ever see any of them again? Unfortunately, that doesn't appear to be a question that we're going to get answered anytime soon. While promoting AEW's anniversary week in the interview with Variety, AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan was asked about the all-out post-media scrum and the status of Punk, Omega, and the Bucks. Now, Khan ultimately refused to comment on the situation, stating that the investigation into the incident is still ongoing, and he is just going to move forward and talk about who is in AEW right now. Now, there's no indication if the investigation is near its conclusion, in the middle of it, or if it's still in the beginning. We have absolutely no idea where it stands as of right now. Now, after All Out concluded, several parties that were involved with it are now back with the company, such as Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, and some other producers such as Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck. They've all been cleared of any wrongdoings via the investigation. Now, as of this writing, all the details regarding Punk, Ace Steel, The Bucks, and Omega is still very murky and unclear. We're going to have to just wait to see how things play out. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on all this will be forthcoming. Robert Grunier is writing in for Wrestling Inc. Ethan Page addresses pairing with MJF and their pre-AEW history together. Now, AEW's Ethan Page may not be a significant player on TV anymore, but it doesn't minimize the impact he made in pro wrestling in general. Now, Page was featured in Impact Wrestling, winning the tag team titles twice with Josh Alexander, and he won the heavyweight title in the indie promotion known as Southside Wrestling Entertainment before he eventually signed with AEW in 2021. He now finds himself as part of MJF's The Firm, now a faction guided by the intense, well-spoken Stokely Hathaway. 
But as Page explained to ComicBook.com, it isn't the first time he's crossed paths with the two leading men in the firm. This is what he said. Me and Stokely have been buddies for years, Page said. My first taste of attention or any kind of buzz had something to do with him when we were in Evolve. Now there's mutual respect between us. I know his talent and I know his drive. On screen and off screen, he's going to go and do everything he can to make things memorable and special. And I have that same drive and motivation. But now when it comes to MJF, he revealed that he's known him for quite some time as well. They both started out in pro wrestling around the same time. Now the cocky brash MJF has established himself as an undeniable star in AEW. Now, he was just starting out in wrestling when he came across Page. The Alpha One Entertainment in Canada events had them. Stokely was actually his manager at Alpha One Wrestling. And then there was Max. There was a sense of pride when I first met him when he was coming up in wrestling. I would happily stand side by side with him and do whatever it took to make it in the world of pro wrestling. And I know he would do the same thing for me. With more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Road Dog Jesse James is making news at this hour. The WWE producer now is disputing reports that WWE has plans for the New Day. Now, the Dudley Boys are one of the most successful tag teams in WWE history. Bubba Ray and Devon are nine-time WWE Tag Team Champions during their time in their company, making them one of the most decorated duos to ever grace the squared circle. Now, in recent years in WWE, the New Day has enjoyed plenty of success as well, but there were never plans to have them eclipse the Dudleys in title reigns, or was there? Road Dog opened up about that very subject on the latest episode of Oh You Didn't Know podcast when he was asked about the rumors of WWE planning to have New Day beat the Dudleys earlier on. Now, to break their record, was that going to happen? Well, this is what he had to say. You think you're putting the titles on the line, and sometimes things work out, but sometimes they don't. You know what? We're just trying to book things that went well. Oh my God. You know how we really should have gone about it? We should have had Bubba and Devon. That would have been the craziest stuff with them. Now, Road Dog also knew that some people make false assumptions about WWE's booking and creative process. According to the Hall of Famer, they aren't interested in having superstars beat other title holders just for the sake of beating them. He would go on to say the following. Heavens no. Why would we ever put a title on someone or take a title off someone just to beat somebody's record? I don't know why people think that way. Unless that was the story, of course. Now, whether or not we will ever see New Day versus the Dudleys to see if they can break the Dudleys record in WWE will still be forthcoming, but we can always keep our fingers crossed that they, these two legendary tag teams will once again cross paths. Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour. Mia Yim says former WWE star has changed her life and her career. Now, the Impact star is known for not only having a great career there, but also previously with WWE. Mia Jim has shared some positive impact in the world of wrestling when it comes to women, and she had some really great compliments for another former champion. She would go on to say, Honestly, I think my relationship with Gail Kim, and I put Gail over in a few interviews, but I can't help it, but I think my relationship with her has definitely changed my career. Not just my life everything about me. Mia Yim went on to tell Busted Open Radio this morning. She is someone that I watched growing up. She was the only Asian wrestler that I would ever see on TV. 
I felt her presence, her energy, and they all came directly through the TV screen. Now Yim revealed that she was intimidated and nervous about meeting Kim when she had been warned about the unpredictable consequences of meeting your heroes. As we all know, you'll either be really happy or completely let down. But she now considers Kim in her family. The former NXT star disclosed that Kim was at her wedding when she married AEW star Keith Lee in February, and her relationship with Impact Hall of Famer has changed everything about her life, and that she's also a genuine friend. Yim, who currently performs for Impact Wrestling, made her pro wrestling debut and back in 2009, where she performed on the independent scenes before finally arriving in Impact in 2015. After that, she would end up inking a deal after she competed in the Mae Young Classic Tournament before going to NXT roster. Yim would then would be called up to WWE's main roster in 2020, being a part of the Retribution faction under The Reckoning. Now, Yim was released from her WWE contract in November of 21, and she rejoined Impact Wrestling in May of 2022. For more information on Mia Yim, continue following Wrestling Inc., and we'll have more information on her relationship with Gail Kim. Nick Miller's writing in for Wrestling Inc. Evil Uno weighs in on Andrade versus Preston Vance's career versus mask match that will be happening this Friday night on Rampage. Now, last week on AEW Rampage, it was announced that Andrade El Idolo will take on Preston Vance, also known as number 10 in the Dark Order, in a match pitting Vance's mask against Andrade's AEW career that is set to take place once again on Friday's installment of Rampage. Now, the Dark Order's Evil Uno shared his thoughts on the upcoming match, speaking with Bell after on Sports Kita. Uno elaborated on how much this match is meaning, especially for the Dark Order. He would go on to say, I'm not quite sure why, but Andrade keeps bothering us about recruiting Preston Vance, Uno said. He doesn't seem to understand that the Dark Order already has Preston Vance employed under their care. But if he doesn't know that, he should know that he was also handpicked by Brody Lee. Yep, that's our guy, Preston Vance and it's not something that we take lightly in the Dark Order. Uno also stated that he will have Vance's back in the contest. He would also quote by saying, the loser just has to lose. I will definitely be impressed in Vance's corner because Dark Order supports itself and Dark Order is forever. With more information on this upcoming match that's gonna be happening on Rampage Friday night, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Jimmy Cordera is making news at this hour. The former WWE referee is pointing out misplaced referee heat on referees in WWE. Now, recently, there's been a lot of praise for the changes that have taken place in WWE since Paul Triple H Levesque took over as chief creative officer. But former WWE official Jimmy Corderas made it clear there's still some screws that need to be tightened. During his latest podcast, Refing Rant, on Twitter, he said that particularly the case when it comes to the referees, and a few people have more experience wearing the stripes than Corderas. He would go on to say, I rag on the referees a lot, especially in the other company. But on Monday night, there were four distinct finishes that there were heel distractions in the referee, and I honestly say they didn't look very well. To get the upper hand in the win, he said, that's the idea of the heel, to distract the referee and to do it correctly, but it makes it look like you're outsmarting the referee as opposed to putting heat on the referee, because the heat is supposed to go on the heel, not the referee for looking stupid and turning into, oh, I must have missed this. That's how it all came off, according to Corderas on Monday night. They have to get better at that, 
Once again, tighten the screws, but he thinks they'll definitely get there. While Corderas may not have been impressed with how things have been operating in WWE's officials, this Saturday he will be a special guest referee to step into the WWE world again, as former UFC star Daniel Cormier is going to be refereeing the fight pit match that will be happening extreme rules between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. For more information on Jimmy Corderas, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. AEW ring announcer Dasha is skeptical of her wrestling nickname. Now, why is that the case? Fernando Quayles Jr. is writing in at this hour. Sometimes a wrestler's nickname can be hard to believe, or even those in the industry have a hard time understanding what exactly does it mean. During a recent episode of AEW Dark Elevation, the show featured a singles match between Brian Cage and Tracy Williams. Now, Williams' nickname is Hot Sauce, but as referee Bryce Remsburg revealed, not everyone was convinced that that was really his nickname. Some people thought that he was getting that nickname as a rib. In a recent tweet, he recalled AEW ring announcer Dasha initially thinking that she was being tricked in a rib when she was given a nickname. Now, convincing Dasha that Hot Sauce was actually his nickname in the ring and getting her to say it on the microphone is one of my proud proudest moments ever, Remsburg would say. It was definitely a rib, and we had to somehow convince Dasha that's what it was. Now, she later responded on Twitter by confirming Remsburg's story, saying, I absolutely thought you were kidding me, but you know what? I was still happy to announce it and make it happen. Now, Williams is a former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, and prior to his ROH run, Hot Sauce performed in Evolve, where he was also a two-time tag team champion. With owner Tony Khan having bought Ring of Honor earlier this year, it will be interesting to see if Williams will have a future with the new Ring of Honor. Now, at very least, he'll be given an opportunity to show what he can do on AEW's online YouTube shows. Ring of Honor's future on television is unknown, but the key ROH talent have been appearing recently on AEW TV. For more information on all that, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, Impact Wrestling, or any other promotion, we like to make sure that you have all the comprehensive outlook of everything that's happening. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope you join me on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.